how very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. Don't you want a world of unconditional love and brotherhood? We have the secrets to self-improvement. You can join us and be special. Join our elite mission to save the world. Since the death of God, there's been a vacancy open. You could fill that void. Here's how. We'll title this tape. Welcome to the Cult of Comics. Continue. Happy birthday. How old are you now? You're 22? Yes. 22. He's just inching closer and closer to 30. One of these days. <laughs> he already kind of acts like... It cuts like, like a knife. Sometimes. A knife. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, so I went out Saturday and was drinking for 15 hours. That, why? Because me and my friends had plans and we were just kind of day drinking. You don't have friends. You have people that you hurt in your life. (laughs) Yeah, friends. Um, and then yesterday was my work Christmas party. And that was, again, another heavy one. Really, and you then... guys? You guys drink at your work parties? <laughs> I'm going to be. Yeah. Do you not? I don't know. I work in a more professional setting. I think I got professionals I are the heaviest on. drinkers. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I don't know. I I have a Christmas party on Wednesday. I think. I I don't know. Everyone. Yeah, ha- I'm not surprised you're not drinking then. Who has a Christmas party on a weekday? Yeah. Right. Let me just get drunk in front of my boss. Yeah, absolutely. That way you can tell him all the things you want to tell him. Just then have the courage to do so. Liquid courage, baby. I tell him all the things I want to tell him every week. Yeah, but if you slip him a little bit of mescaline and then tell him off, I mean, that's how you know you're going to be able to get away with a lot more. And he'll just be like, I had this crazy wild dream. It's very stressful. You were drunk and you were telling me off and about all these things that are going wrong in the business. And then you're like, oh, wow, that seems like a really important dream. Mm Mm-hmm. You should probably listen to that dream. Okay. So yeah, I drank very. So I drank very heavily two days in a row, and then I started work at seven a.m. this morning. Mm. And I threw up four times during your shift. Yes. Um, One of them, I literally had to run to the toilet because it was coming. I got a bit on the floor, and then I like turned around the corner, and my manager was there, and he starts talking to me mm. as it comes up, and I like catch it in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I, I he was like, he was like, like I remember he was like, <laughs> he was like, are you okay? And I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like nodding, and he was, he was like, <laughs> he was like, have you just been Would sick? You like and I was some? like, mm. and I just kind of <laughs> carried on past him. <laughs> Do you want to be my baby bird? <laughs> oh man, what did you mix? Because that's the number one reason why I throw up whenever I drink. I think it was just two days of heavy drinking. Just You're getting cause... older, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, it's true. I tried to do that the other night and that was not a great time. I mixed... Uh, Multiple spirits, including rum and whiskey, and then wine, and like five different types of beer. Mm. And that was just a really bad idea. And I didn't do them in like an order. I just was scattered mm. all. And that is the I, worst idea. I was mainly drinking rum and then 
but I like had a well few rum. shots in there. What rum? Sorry, like just the shittiest rum. Bottom oh, rum. Captain, Captain Morgan's spiced. So yes. Yeah. You could do worse. S- slightly better than store branded. Hmm. Is that not store branded in the UK? I mean, like supermarket branded, like supermarket owned stuff. I mean, the like our rooms. Yeah. It's always like, you know, not like, oh, here's the Meyer rum, not M-Y-E-R, but like, Meyer has their own, like, Cooper Hayes or something like that. It's all like... Oh, okay. I I pictured like an Albertsons labeled rum for some reason. Kirkland's vodka. Yeah, exactly. That probably exists. Mm -hmm. It feels like it exists. It's a little creepy now that I think about it. Um, the world's falling apart. One of the times I threw up was actually quite pleasant. Um, was it? I drank a litre of water on my break in the hope it would soak me up. And about five minutes after I finished the bottle, I was like, nope, this is coming back up. And I just, like, went, run, ran to the You get again. to drink from the fire hose! <laughs> and I literally, like, got there and it all came out, like, literally, it came out crystal clear. Like, you could have mm. bottled that and oh, sold good. it again. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's no gagging. It literally just, like, all came out in one go. And <laughs> just pulls up from the toilet. Oh, cheerio, that was nice. Uh, well, considering the one before, it was, like, painful, and I was just, like, dry heaving and gagging. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, it's really terrible when it comes up as, like, chunks. Yeah. Oh, God. It's you just feel worst. it rubbing against your throat as it comes up. You know what the worst is when it like accidentally comes up through your nose. Oh shit! In your nose. Yeah, I think I got like a sinus infection once, like that. Yeah, I had to like and like blow out the food. Yeah, that came up mm. out of my nose. That it's just the worst. It's a terrible feeling. So it's the absolute worst. Just the fact of feeling... knowing it's there. Yeah, that is that that. Oh, okay, that just happened. Is that steak chunks? <laughs> Who knows? Probably the Ritz bits I ate earlier. Alright, there it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's annoying because obviously management were there last night as well so I can't even be like, oh sorry, it's food poisoning or something. Like, so they, they, they were watching me pound shots all night. I did shots with the manager who I almost threw up on. Perfect. I would have thrown up on him. Just as like an extra, like a little like He's nice. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe if it was a bad manager I would have done it. Oh, okay, what? There's a cool manager at your work. I wouldn't, I wouldn't cool say manager. Steve. Teacher's pet. Fine. So you're telling me you couldn't read your comics in between vomits? I reckon I must have got paid for about 45, 50 minutes. I was just on my knees in the toilet. Today. <laughs> <laughs> and most of that wasn't just throwing up. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, our, uh, our work but... toilets are like the toilets in the pub from It's Always Sunny. There's like a taped mm-hmm. over glory hole. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of like the ones that you would find in like India or something, like where it's just like, just like the floor. <laughs> Wait, not India. What am I thinking of? Indiana. Mm, Indiana. Ohio. Yeah. They just have like Boy, streams. howdy. They just kind of poop right into the like the little river stream. They have a natural flowing river in every single body of water. Just poop in your hand and toss it off to the bushes. 
Just Kobe that shit out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys ever played poop guards back when you were kids? Oh, man. We gotta return to monkey <laughs> over here. Just like, you cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> Clean this off your car. <laughs> Somewhere out there, you know, someone has done that at least once. Some oh, person, yeah. probably an American, has done that. Someone from Florida. Mm, probably. So, we've talked about poop and vomit. And that's our intro. We've been, it's been a success. There it is. That's the intro. That's how it's going to work. Welcome to the Cult of Comics, if you've never been on the show before. Uh, we Bye. About comic books. <laughs> uh, I'm Tyler. Boys, introduce yourselves. I'm good. Hi, my name's Sean, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> that's okay, Sean. We're all alcoholics here. Hi, Sean. Hi, my name is Josh, and, and I'm not an alcoholic. Yes. I don't know. Okay, fine. You just abuse it really well. Fine. <laughs> Fucking... um, Alcohol has a me problem. That. Nah. God, you're such the Charlie of the group. Yeah. Yep, I'm the idiot. <laughs> I never said you were the idiot. I just said you were the Charlie. You're the wild card, baby. Oh, oh, yes. I will so scream wild. Shave your head and then just grow out a really big bushy beard. That was going to be next week's episode, but uh, guess I'm not spoilers. doing that now. Speaking of spoilers, Sean, give us an update on David Tennant's uh, homosexual erotic relationship with uh, Isaac Newton. Yeah, I've seen so many posts the last couple of days. It's like, oh, Doctor Who finally comes out, and I'm like, he was kissing other men like 15 years ago. Like this isn't wasn't news. there also a recent Doctor Who that like was more queer than the others? He was a woman for a little while. Ah, oh, wait a minute, that's pretty queer. <laughs> what happened? What happened to Black Doctor Who? Did that not happen? He's next. His first episode. Oh, he's not Christmas yet. Day. Oh, okay. Mm. No, David I thought he had already taken over. No, David Tennant's back as a little palate cleanser to bring in all the old fans that stopped watching during Jodie Whittaker's run. They're like, we're sorry, come back. Look, you've got David Tennant back. I stopped watching when Matt Smith had that horrible trend, trend when he changed into Peter Capaldi. And then I was like, well, I'll watch a couple episodes of Peter Capaldi. And I was like, this is actually pretty good. His first season wasn't that good. His second season picked up a lot. Okay. Like, that had one of the best Doctor episodes ever in it. Hmm. Like, on par with Fine, Blink. watch it. Really? Yeah. Who's a Blink? Jesus. The Doctor Anthony Who episode Lincoln. Blink. Abe Lincoln? Abe Lincoln. Who was it here? Uh, no, it wasn't one of you guys. One, someone I know shared a photo of their tree topper, and it is one of the angels from Doctor Who with David Tennant. Okay. That's quite cool. What are they called? Weeping Angels. Yeah. The Weeping Angels, right. The best Christmas tree ornament I can't look away from. Hmm. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Easily one of the better episodes. What the hell happened with Russell T. Davies? He's back. So strange. Yeah, but like, why? Like, why is he, you know, like... <laughs> what? Like, in that, his poor little fucking dumb head. Like, he just went, like, got all fucky. When? A long while ago. His stuff was good. 
There were some bad episodes in there. There were some but, really bad episodes. But it was cheesy and fun. Compared to like the Jodie Whittaker stuff, it's significantly better. David Tennant was a little old elf man in a cage who was brought back to life with the power of audience cheers. And it was fucking great. Was it? Yes. The show is cheesy and ridiculous, but I fucking love it. Cheesy and ridiculous in a good way is him facing down the literal devil himself on that planet, giving a big speech about it and saying, fuck you, you think that I'm a, I'm afraid of losing her? I know she's badass. Crack. Take it, bitch. That was a great fucking couple of episodes. There has been so many great episodes. And then every once in a while, you're just like, what? And it's always the Christmas ones. Not They're good. the cheesiest. They're the absolute worst. Mm. I like the Christmas specials where Matt Smith regenerated and the one where Peter Capaldi regenerated. I hated that one the most. Why? That was the worst one. That was not he the worst one. He spent eons. That was the worst it one. Wasn't. He spent eons just being like little Santa for everyone. It was narrated poorly. He aged in a weird, weird, weird way. And the the explanation for why he can regenerate this time is not made clear in the slightest. And then the funny thing is Jodie Whittaker's run basically retcons it. Go watch the new stuff, it's great. Fine. God. The Saturday's episode I really liked. Is it like Saturday morning cartoons for you guys over there? No, like, Saturday morning? evening cartoons. Mm. Mm. You all just say, everybody at the pub, be quiet. It's on now. Shh, David Tennant's talking. I can imagine talking. it probably is. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like, hey, turn it up. For some reason, I picture you having like a really wholesome experience with your family. We used to watch Doctor Who together. Used to. Then it all fell apart. Well, we Gather around up. by the fire. Mm. Come sit by the fire. <laughs> Doctor Who's on. Uh, that's brilliant. Alright, well, I guess we can start talking about some comics. We don't have to. I guess. I can talk about Doctor okay. Who for at least another hour. No, Alright. Uh, I might go get some things lunch. I don't need I'll be a bad. British person to ever talk about in, like, ever. It's like, if you get them talking about Doctor Who, Harry Potter, Harry Potter just, you're just gonna be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let me tell you my heritage. <laughs> at least we don't talk about Basically. Sherlock anymore. For a good reason. Is that ever coming back? Probably not, because Martin not. Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch don't like each other. Uh, they don't? No. It ruins everything. For really? Me. Yeah. I didn't know that. Is Martin Freeman a prick? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no one's surprised by it. And no one really cares, because <laughs> he's never tried to hide it. He's yeah. not like a bad prick, he's just a bit of an arsehole. You can kind of tell in the in, in like the fairly, early couple of episodes. Yeah. Well, he also kind of, you can tell kind of in those like early episodes of The Office. Yeah. Something about him. You so know. Anyways, so this is uh, a comic book related podcast. So we're going to do some comic book talks about the comic. If we have to. That we read. Yeah. Um, eventually, we're going to have a normal schedule again. That's uh, interrupted by me. Mostly. Yeah, it's eventually. How are you doing, yeah. buddy? You okay? Hang in there, dude. We're all rooting for you. 
maybe. I'm finding reasons to stay alive, so that's the important thing. Uh, it just is, like, starting really small, you know? Like, you know, enjoying a cup of coffee or food and remembering what joy used to feel like. Those are the little secrets. The you, dog. When did you ever feel joy? That's interesting. Uh, I what? think it was about eight. What is? Yeah, joy? I was going to say I, I thought your father joy. beat it out of you, young. No, he. Well, I mean, he kind of hired someone to do that for me. I don't think he wanted to get his hands dirty. I wouldn't want to touch you either. Yeah, That's fair. That he was pretty committed to the not touching part. No touching. <laughs> I want to beat him, but that means I had to touch him. Mm-hmm. It's against Eric, the rules. you take this belt. Give it to Uncle Joe. Hello, what's up? I've just been waiting for his wife to come interrupt. This is why I think it's so long for the interest, because I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to be able to eat it for a while. Just bring her on the show. She can be a You want to see the baby? You want to see the baby? I would like to see the baby. Give us the child. She's massacred. Her legs are... Oh, I'm touching her. Ouch. Oh, yeah? She just got some shots today. She all vaxxed up. She's ready to see strangers. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I will hold the I'm baby up. begging you just to invite her to be on the show. Oh, you... Why are you holding her? I'm, sh- I'm sitting her up. She's okay. I know how to hold a baby. I've held a baby before. You One... <laughs> It's like the Lion uh, King. It's way back there. Uh, way back there. Why do you look so awkward right now? I'm trying to just save our child. Tell her to just be on the show. Yeah, you can be on the show. With my hair no, to come back. Mess. Yeah, with your hair all a mess. Yes. Oh, get her a microphone. The microphone's right there. Put the microphone in the baby. Nobody car. wants to hear a screaming baby. Sure they do. Look at this. It's all getting picked up. No, it's fine. Literally, no one wants this. Don't. No one on the planet wants this. Yeah. What is that? This is it's no one's happen. thing. It's gonna happen. Oh no, I'm wearing layers, thank god. I'm sorry, are you having letdown, Tyler? I'm having a, I'm lactating. Yeah, that's, oh. that's letdown. Is that what that is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it okay. hurts. Some people it hurts. I don't like it. You're fine. Like Not so much with her, but with my first one, it literally felt like pins and needles. Yeah. It was like physically painful. Mm-hmm. And it happened. Okay, everywhere. so you understand. Yeah. Yeah. I finally someone who can understand my pain. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There. Right. See ya. Stop her baby. Come back. Just have to be on the show. She already lives with us anyways. What? Us. You know what? You step out. You t- you we go take care of the baby. I want her on the show. Huh? We have, we have a big long discussion. Yeah. Bye. But seriously, if switch with her. Huh? Okay. We'll do. Getting sushi. Switch with her. No. We're gonna have a fight. She's gonna go get me sushi. Thunder. Oh, nice. I'm so fucking hungry. I haven't eaten a single <sighs> thing today. I had one bottle Good. of water and it Bottled came out of me. Water. 
you say it like that? Why do you take away the one of the most bottle of water. toys of America? Water, God. Water. Bottle of water. We're never going to talk about comments in the show ever again. It's just like it's, this. Is just we haven't even now. started the, the show yet. We've been we doing this for twenty minutes. Started. We we, we set our. Just, we, that's right. Did I even introduce myself? I'm Josh. What's even happening here, Frankie? I don't know what's going on. Hey, Frankie. <laughs> Frankie. Oh man. Anyways, all right. Alright, I guess we can talk about some comic book things. So, let's start off with uh, something that'll actually make us happy and not piss me off to no end, because apparently you guys made me fucking read a goddamn Jason Aaron book all by my goddamn self. It was very low on the totem pole. <coughs> and yet I read It was going to be the Titans. next thing I read if I had another ten minutes. I had another ten minutes. You could have just used your vomiting as an excuse. Just hold your phone up. Ugh. <laughs> what is what is it? So you so you think he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he vomits? Maybe I don't know. I've never heard a British <laughs> person like throw up. Is it very like a very polite? Throw? It's very. Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, he apologizes to the toilet as he goes. Just the blandest. Uh, uh, no, he sounds like uh, Alan Rickman. Ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's tone. Uh. Excuse me. Uh. <clears throat> it just sounds like you're clearing your throat. Beast <laughs> <laughs> Worlds. Who's the creative team on this guy? It is Ivan Reese and Tom Taylor. Yes. God. So, fantastic team. Great start to the issue. Um, for. An explanation, a really quick one on the lead up to it. Uh, the plot of the first arc of Titans with uh, Tom Taylor, and he's gone, is Who's gone? Uh, the Titans have reformed, and Wally West uh, shows up in the basement of Titans Tower, uh, dead, shot in the back, and they don't know why. It is revealed that it is a Wally West from the future, future by about 48 it's, or so hours. It's not revealed, it was spelled out very clearly, despite what the idiots on Twitter thought. So it was the yes, previous day, like and now we're on the <clears throat> next day. So he's got maybe well, like was, 24 hours days, to live. But yes, 48 hours is two days, Josh. I know, I'm saying like he... Numbers are hard in Ohio. You said he showed up the previous day. Now we're on the next day, so he's got 24 hours left. This point, that the no, 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 no. Issue two very clearly states that it was a forty-eight hours ahead uh, decomposition. Okay, but in Titans Beast World. Okay, yes, then it's that next day. What's the comic we're talking about here, man? Okay, I'm sorry, Sammy semantics. Jesus Christ. Anyways, so uh, Brother Blood and the Church of Blood have uh, rebranded themselves as the Church of Eternity uh, and are actively seeking out means to travel across uh, planets to find a new uh, habitable zone for human beings. The issue starts it's, off it's, it's It's based on Scientology, isn't it? Probably. Yes. Wait, so this guy is Brother Blood? Brother Eternity, Josh. God Stop dead naming him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't. Wait a minute. Who is his team? Who's the green guy? Why is his name Jesus Gar? God. Why do they keep calling this guy a dick? He seems quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> do they hate their so, leader? So, for those of you who don't know uh, about the uh, norms on this show, Josh doesn't actually read 
let alone read comics. <clears throat> so we can just keep him around for pity's sake. Teen Titans. Uh, he read. Kids. It's in the name. I want you for an eternity now. Josh uh, read a Wikipedia entry. Josh read a Wikipedia entry on these characters once in 2003. Yeah, I thought and... Beast Boy's name was Logan. <clears throat> His last name's Logan. I looked at the Wikipedia page. I hate you. Anyways. I don't know. His name's Garfield, and they call him Gar. You you ever met anybody named Gar? You don't hear, you know, John from Garfield go, Hey, Gar, would you like some lasagna? If my parents... You are John from Garfield. John Arbuckle. I go visit my family on the farm. They're more simple than me. Yeah. Um, if my Anyways. parents called me Garfield, I would try and call myself anything except that. Do you think we could I, like get a thing going way. where we just start calling him Andrew Gar? I we should do that. We can just call him that from now on. Spider best Spider Man has always been Andrew Gar. Um, the Nigels are uh, being birthed less and less. We need to start uh, bringing back Nigels. It's probably Josh. Can back. you name your next child, would... Nigel? If it's a boy, sure. It Even if it's a girl, no, no. the it's naming girl, system that we have, but sure. You have a naming system? Oh yeah. Is it right next to your costume chest? <laughs> yeah, in my Rolodex. Makes sense. They just got like a scroll so, that's been passed down from generation to generation. Every time she's pregnant, he unrolls it a little more to find out what their next child's been called. <laughs> hear ye, uh, hear ye. Bites a bit of his finger off and starts signing something in blood. It's like an just, Elder you know, Scroll that just shines just bright. Blinding. Yeah. Wait, the Elder Scroll was a real scroll? Mm, it's. A, I thought it was just scrolls. the friends we made along the way sort of thing. Alright. Anyways. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, Brother so, Blood, who is now Brother Eternity, Brother Eternity who is uh, not Tamarganian. Tamargarian? Tam. I swear to fucking god, dude. Uh, he's tam- not Tamaranian. He's using the language. Um, no, 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 way, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Hang on. Hang the on, ancient Tamaranian. Hang on. Tempest is also joined up with Brother Eternity, formerly Brother Blood, the artist formerly known as Brother Blood, uh, to try to. What? Uh, the previous issue of Titans revealed that he was Tamarian. It's Tamaranian. Tamaranian. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, I hate you both so goddamn much. Alright. Josh, what was the character so, called again? Yes. <laughs> Brother. Eternity? Anyways, so. He was revealed to be Tamaranian. You already said that. If the issue opens up with Brother Eternity uh, broadcasting on every media outlet that he can. He's got a team going on to what appears to be the moon for some reason. Uh, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense based on what he said. And he is speaking ancient Tamaranian and he's gone. Uh, to the broadcast, uh, which is understood by Starfire. Uh, and for some reason opens up a door. Something. So the Titans open up a boom, boom tube uh, to the moon of Titan. And one of the sexiest things that ever happens uh in the world is Beast Boy and Raven kiss on camera. Now, from here, why don't we talk about the actual plot? 
Okay. You go first. I don't think Josh okay. should. I think Josh should so, recap all our DC books. Yeah. Just, okay. Just, so I so these two astronauts he... that land on the moon, Titan. What are their names? Uh, Mark and Sarah. Yes. I don't know. Do they have names? But they find, you know, they land and they find an ancient temple with all sorts of writing. And Brother Eternity's like, here, put me on speaker. And then he starts chanting this ancient Tamaranian language and Star's like, oh, I know that language. And then it causes the whole Titan planet moon to rumble. They're like, oh no, it's actually a prison for this thing. that looks kind of like Starro. And it turns out it's another kind of conqueror that had fought Starro and the Tamaranians had fought long ago and... The moon titan was a uh, prison to hold this guy because you can't kill or destroy a conqueror, you know, just because. And then he starts flying towards Earth. And it takes him an hour, two hours to get from, is that, is it, it's a, it's a moon of Jupiter, right? He goes from Jupiter to Earth in about two hours. So, you know, sub light speed, but. Really fast. Just kind of floating through uh, the air. He's just like, I'm coming towards you. Ah. He can't even get real. Stuff it is wrong. the largest and second largest moon of uh, in the solar system. Hmm? Uh, largest moon of Saturn and second largest in the solar system. Saturn. Uh, it is... That's even farther. Uh, Saturn. That's even farther away. One of the reasons why it's specifically important is because of the characteristics where um, they have a... It has a silicate core, a liquid ocean underneath. Mm -hmm. That's why this makes sense, because this is actually not the first time we've seen uh, a comic book utilize it as a The core is actually made of, of some kind. giant starfish. I've seen yes. that movie. I think uh, with the... I can't think of the guy's name. The Rock. No, no. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, that's not it either. That wrestler guy, you know? No, he wasn't a wrestler. Yeah. He was like a really old guy. Um, can't think of what the name is. It was a movie. I think the movie was Hulk Hogan. No, Hogan's Heroes. That's it. God, I would pay money for Hulk Hogan to birth out of Titan. I'm gonna have to do the long way around to do this. I'm sure you would. Anyways, so um, it, this is. I'm very much for this. I, I, okay. I really this, enjoyed this. This <clears throat> issue is great. Beast, you know, all of the people from Let's the Justice League gets together, and they're like, "We need to fight this guy, but not fight the guy. We're gonna go to space and stop him and slow him down." And Beast Boy's like, "I think I have an idea." And Batman's like, "The fuck you mean?" And they're like, "Chill, Batman, chill. He's not one of your little beat, you know." Daddy, Robin. chill. Yeah. Right. He's like, oh, it's so hard to think in this body. That? I need to get into like a whale's body to have enough, you know, the size of your brain is how, you know, affects how fast and how well you can think. Of course. Mm -hmm. this, this is a motif that comes up very often in this issue. But Beast Boy basically turns himself into a star room and spreads himself. Then he's got the he's got the mind as his brain is as big as a continent. At this point, a country. Not sure mm -hmm. which country, but it's a huge brain, and he fights this guy and is basically splitting his mind into all these tiny little starros that go and extract the seeds from this other 
Conqueror. Which, what's his name? What's the con- the other Conqueror's name? Starros? Necrostar. Necrostar. Necro this, Necro that. It's all zombie stuff. All the time. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, and then he fights the Necrostar. Uh, Cyborg opens up a boom tube, the opposite side of the universe that's frozen. So... Necrostar is going to be frozen. They send him through. Beast Boy loses one of his starfish arms. And then he is confronted by Dark Doctor Fate? Doctor Hate. Doctor Hate. Doctor Hate. I like how reveals even himself. he acknowledged. I like yeah. how even he acknowledged that the name is very on the nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He takes his helmet off. We don't see it. Beast Boy is like, you! And he's like, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna wipe your brain and now... Uh, Beast Boy becomes a uh, monster Starro. Okay. And this starts off the uh, Beast World arc. Where... Yeah, he starts spreading his Starro spores across people on Earth. So they're all being mm-hmm. taken over and turned into animals. Yeah. My name is animals. strange. But I guess. I suppose what will happen is that arm of yeah, gonna, Beast Boy gonna... that was is going to be like the saving grace to get everything figured out. But how is he going to cross the universe in under 48 hours? Or is uh, is the Flash going to die in this? Yes. Flash dies in every fucking comic, man. That's just going to work out some good at this point. Yeah. No, Flash's murder got solved. Flash isn't dying in this. He's safe. Okay. I don't sure. even know why we brought it up then. I, no, Tyler just, just started talking and then don't didn't finish his sandwich. He's, he's very easily upset by uh, another dead flash because it's just going to happen eventually anyway. But don't tell him I said that. Okay? These things have happened and will happen again. Again and again. I just hope they kill yeah. Barry off again. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay. So... um. This was a very unique plot point by having him turn into a Starro. I thought you were going to say this is a very unique event, and I was going to say, yeah, because it's well written. Well, that too, but I was going to say that the only thing I'm a little confused about is uh, something I actually was thinking about before. When the Titans go investigate the Church of Blood uh, and find out that there's like an sacrifice and an altar and all of that, there's a point where Beast Boy turns into a pile of ants. Yes. I thought he could only turn into one animal, not multiple animals. That's new. Um, I guess it's just a soft retcon. I guess so, but I like that they're making it like a, an actual challenge for him to do with this. Yeah, and they said that like he puts a piece of himself into each of them, which I guess is going to be how they retcon the missing arm to regrow an actual Beast Boy. Mm, okay. So yeah, I. Why do you guys think Amanda Waller wanted to lobotomize him and get him to take over Earth? It's all part of the plan. Try to make the Justice League look bad. <sighs> I feel like they're just there's. Uh, a, that's a good point. Maybe, but it just kind of feels like there is a an agenda by DC right now to make Amanda Waller the biggest of the bads. 
and I'm not sure what's happening in the offices or pitch meetings or you know retreats. She's got her own TV have. series coming, and they want synergy. Oh yeah. right, yeah. So, uh, what's Slade Wilson doing? Could he be Doctor Hate? I love this one idea. Wade Wilson. Um, knowing what DC are doing at the minute, I'm just going to guess it's Peacemaker. <laughs> Probably. Um, I've seen theories it's going to turn out to be Green Arrow because he's involved in like time traveling stuff now, but it's all part of Amanda Waller's plan. Yeah, that's just a theory I've seen floated online. I don't really. Um, who else is synonymous with Amanda Waller? Deadshot. He's uh, dead Deadshot. though. Or is he? It was something that Tom she? Taylor wrote. So. If anyone's ah, going to yes. bring him back, it should be him. Although his death was really well handled, and I would kind of like it to stick a little longer. Mm. That Suicide Squad run was great. Mm. Um, mm. Harley Quinn. Could... Ah, yeah. <laughs> it uh, won't Killer... We'll <laughs> never know. Killer Croc. Look at the body shape. Keenan Kong. It would mean DC are doing something with him. Mm-hmm. We will never know. Remind it will never again. be revealed. Remind me again here. Dr. Hate. Who is he? Like, who was he before? He appeared in... He came out of Lazarus Planet and um, Night Terrors. No, oh, I remember that. But That's I'm it. trying to remember like how he was like formed or something. He was originally a villain that had something happen with something else and like they merged and then they're like yeah. Dr. Hate. Yeah. It was the uh the Nightmare Stone and then and I think the, the Lasso Helm of Doctor Fate. I think the Lasso of Lies okay. is gonna be involved in this somehow. Maybe. It wasn't the Lasso of Lies though, it was Doctor Fate's helmet that was destroyed by the Lazarus pet mm-hmm. resin thing during Lazarus Planet. They reforged it using the Nightmare Stone. And then, yeah. Yeah, this is only a second ever appearance, so we don't really have a lot to go on yet. Yeah. He seemed a lot more intimidating and cool here than I expected him to be at the end of Night Terrors. Yeah. He showed up at the end of Night Terrors. Yeah. I like. I think the art did him a lot of favors, having like all the smoke pouring out of his clothes. This God, was a Ivan really is great. interesting plot, but I gotta say, I am kind of surprised at how fast it all came together and then went down. Yeah. I Like, because it starts out with Brother Blood, and then it ends with Dr. Hate and Amanda Waller, and a lot of planning in the middle. This feels like this could have been, this issue in itself could have been, like, done yeah. by other three I mean, issues. Mad but props for... It- like weaving this story together in just so few pages. Absolutely. It was oversized. This was about 40. It was over 40 pages. Sure. But, yeah, and there are like, less what's the talented writers the that now? could it's have. like 30 pages. 20. Like 20. Yeah. There are less talented writers that could have muddled this whole thing and not even gotten close to finishing. Importantly. 
I feel like this could have benefited with uh, an art replacement instead of Ivan Reese if we had Mike Hawthorne. I think that would have been much better. That would oh, yeah. bump up. 100%. 100%. Yeah, this would have been like a 110% on ratings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. S tier. This very much just felt like the beginning of the next arc of Titans. But this is a good event. Yeah. Does Titans um, go off while this is, is like Titans not no, there's being released? Tie in, tie in issues. Okay. Um, How long does this arc last? Six weeks? I think it's a six-issue thing. I don't know if it's weekly. It's not weekly. Oh, it's every two weeks. So the final issue Three is months. Titans Beast. Oh no. Uh, what's the release schedule? November twenty-eighth. December. It's every two weeks, but issue six comes out at the end of January. Yeah, makes sense. There's a bit of weekly release in there as well. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Uh, there's a fair few tie-ins as well. I'm not sure how many of them I'll read. I need to see what creative teams are on them. Mm -hmm. mm. I loved it. I thought it was this... great. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. I I'm very, very happy with uh, this this came up the of uh, the creators this plot it's it's very unique it feels like all of the things that i loved about the uh, jeff johns uh run of green lantern uh, uh, outside of the fact that it's ivan reese on art it's just a genuinely really good fantastic book um i i guess i was really surprised by this uh i, I kind of fell off of titans for a little bit uh came back to it because of this uh, event that's happening. Have you not and finished really happy the that I did. arc? Of course I did. Okay. Yeah, I went back to read it to make sure that I could. I knew what was going on. Um, yeah, this is Tom Taylor's first event book for DC, which is surprising. That can't be right. It is. <clears throat> like in canon for the main universe. Yeah. Obviously, miniseries like Deceased and Injustice don't count. That's surprising to me. Right. And I enjoyed this much more than Josh Williams' events. If so they far, let Tom yeah. Taylor kind of fill the role of kind of the overseer of DC, daddy. I'd be happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tom Taylor's Nightwing run is fantastic, and his Titans run had a really solid start. And Do you I'm, mean the Eisner Award winning? The series? Eisner Award winning series, yes. Yeah. Um, so, one of my favourite parts of this issue was just before um, Dr. Hate lobotomized Beast Boy where Beast Boy just starts crying and he's like, please, I don't want to go mm -hmm. and starts yeah, crying that was heavy and then Dr. Hate just lobotomizes him and sends him to Earth to take over yeah all that said, like I know you guys aren't going to like this but I swear to god He's this all is great. This is all great as like a standalone issue, but like all the resulting whatever stuff from this, I'm just not that interested in Titans World. <sighs> it's Beast World, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in Titans World. I'm not well, interested I'm in Beast World touch. either. I this 
You know? I don't like Philip Kennedy Johnson's action comics run. It's the same sort of bullshit they do for any other event. Like read. this Why is a you? great this is a great standalone issue, but all of the you know issues between here and the end is just going to be cannon fodder. It's going to be what? Is it? Is it, Josh? How the fuck do you know that? Because it's a DC event. I'm not disagreeing okay, with fine. him. That's a very good art. I'm yeah. not taking his side, but I'm not disagreeing with him. <laughs> I he's out of line, but he's... I will ignore the middle five or four he's... issues, and I'll come back for the final issue. No, you will not. You will read every fucking one of these goddamn issues. While All the tie-ins? I feel, I feel yeah. like... I will reach through the screen and rip your balls out. I feel like Too I just late. want to throw in a little nerdy joke there and say, he's out of line, but he's right. Mm-hmm. Baron Zemo from Falcon Winter Soldier. Tyler looks like he's going to be the one to throw out now. I just had heartburn so bad at that. You upset me so much that I got heartburn. Are you happy? I'm sorry. It's a shame it wasn't a heart attack. You both. (laughs) I feel like... This is an example of when a creator is just allowed to do what they want to do without mm-hmm. it being something harmful to the universe and the characters. Like, this is something that's well thought out. Mm-hmm. You can tell that there was. I would love to know how it was raining in. Like, yeah, how do we get everyone too. to be Beast Boy? Or was it, hey, what if Beast Boy could transform into Starro? Oh yeah, you'd have all those little, you know, things that he could send out and, you know, take over people. Oh, that'd be cool if he That's very well whatever. fleshed out. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I want to know, like, kind of chicken and the egg, what part came first for this story? Was it like, oh, we could do Starro and Beast Boy? Or was it like, how do we get Beast Boy to take over everyone in the world? Mm-hmm. I think the Starro thing must have come first. Like, oh, it'd be cool if Beast Boy transformed into Starro and what could you do from that? Like, there's two separate I, ideas here that are coming together to make this. I have to imagine this was originally planned as just the next arc, and then DC were like, oh, hey, we can sell a new number one. And a load of tie-ins. No. Who? I'm kind of surprised Nicholas Scott wasn't the one doing the art for Beautiful. Uh, they're probably giving her time to work on them. She's not the fastest artist. Yeah, and I mean, no, give her like gorgeous. Ivan Reese is fantastic as well. Absolutely, these are two top tier artists. That's how you know they really care about the series because they're like, oh my god, Tom Taylor, oh my god, you know Michael Scott, this oh my god Ivan Reese. I'm jumping. If only they had the same attitude with Batman. Yeah, I'm jumping around a little here, but um, sure, I, I didn't notice. Just chill the fuck out, man. I was thinking about... No. You mentioned Nicholas Scott, and I know we're going to talk about Wonder Woman issue 3 momentarily, uh, but there were several shots of Wonder Woman in Wonder Woman 3 that I thought, yeah, that kind of looks like, you know, Nicholas Scott's Wonder Woman. Uh, she's worked with uh, Greg Rucka on Black Magic, and they kind of style the main character in Black Magic after Wonder Woman. Nicholas Scott also drew Wonder Woman with Greg Rucker. Yeah. Yes. Well, Tyler yeah. seemed to just blank face at me when I say Nicholas Scott's Wonder Woman, so I was like, 
maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe no, she I, didn't do I'm Wonder Woman. I'm just waiting for you to say something more to that, honestly. Yeah, I just uh, random connection because you mentioned Nicholas Scott. Probably wasn't going to bring it up on Wonder Woman, but since you mentioned her, I'll bring that point up. She's one of my favorite artists. She's incredible. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Bring everything. Do you go over to her? Do you go over to her house on like Sundays for dinner? What the fuck are you talking about? Can we bring the baby Northwest? I don't drink coffee. Can we bring the baby back? Because that was more coherent than both of you. Anyways, ratings. Um, it's like a nine. Uh, Josh, I 9. hate 5. you, Josh. <laughs> Eight seven five. Go fuck it's not a question. That's just what it is. I don't think it had the. I think it was a very good start to an event, but I don't think it's the best thing Tom Taylor's written. Mm-hmm. No, but I think that for what this is, which is the start to an event, it is the start to a bunch of tie-ins. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a first issue, so considering all of those things and knowing how well it succeeded and what it was doing, mm-hmm. I think that this is a 9.5. It had emotional yeah. Uh, yeah. pull. It did have it some had... emotional bits, but I... It's issues like this that make me forget who Tom Taylor is and who Tom King is. Because it's like Tom Taylor is channeling Top King. Like, None of these oh, characters you know have No one gives a shit Josh. about Starro. What if we made people give a shit about Starro? I will send it your way. Which reminds me, I need to pick mine up today. Anyways. <laughs> I feel like as a first issue, I think this was a really big success. Not just in what it was trying to do, but I think that this is an example of how it is done well. You have a strong creative team. You have a... a well weaved put together plot that is not confusing it's very linear it asks makes you ask all the right it's questions it's confusing I for josh it, everything's confusing for josh i'm surprised i mean he's not really sleeping right now he's got a new baby and it's fucking right two little hellions one of which is a ginger so we know that it's just fucking hell in his house all the time he doesn't drink coffee if a movie he was... wakes up and he says pain thank you i can't even say that joke <laughs> good it's good that you stopped yourself. I think I should still say it. Should I? Should you? If they made a movie about Josh's family, not that they ever would, but if they did, would they cast a black actor as his ginger child? Yes. <laughs> Just one random. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hope that that actually does that. Write that down. That's a really good idea for yeah. like a comedy point in a movie. Mm-hmm. What, listen, just dude, a character addresses it, and he's like, "What's just halfway like, through what? the just halfway through the movie? Can we like just break the fourth wall? Can we, can we recast out? this kid? This kid sucks. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, like, uh, at one point where they bring in Charleston Heston, <clears throat> but instead it's just yes. swap this kid out for a black kid. <laughs> no, just like at one point in the movie, just someone says like." Oh, I'm like, is this your kid? Oh, yeah, this is my kid. Oh, okay, it's just You like... can't see the resemblance? <laughs> He's got his father's hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know I'm not a redhead, but... Um... Speaking of, we got Jimmy Olsen cast in the Superman Legacy movie, so that's cool. Oh, yeah. Yes, we did. We got a lot of really interesting casting uh, announcements with Nicholas Holt playing Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor, which... 
I he's a great actor, but I don't. I'm very excited to see how it's going to go. Uh, if there's one thing I've learned, it's not to be too surprised. I mean, we were not that surprised when Robert Pattinson did a great job as Batman. We were blown away when Heath Ledger did Joker the way that he did. Yeah. Who knows? It'll probably be great. James Gunn knows what he's doing. Um, next up on the list uh, is Batman. Oh, right. We didn't talk about Batman. Mm-mm. I read that. And you didn't are you guys interested in knowing how many tie-ins there are for Beast World? Sure. Uh, okay. So there's the six-issue series. Mm-hmm. Then there is a Walla Rising tie-in, a Metropolis mm-hmm. tie-in, a Gotham tie-in, a Central City tie-in, an Atlantis tie-in, and a Star City tie-in. There's also a tie-in in Action Comics 1060, Nightwing 109, Nightwing 110, and then Titans 6 and 7. That's a lot. How many of them are worth reading? I do not know. Well, who's doing them? Do you know the artists, um, writers? Give Anyone me one moment. Right Walla Rising is being written by Chuck Brown who isn't the best. And Titans Metropolis has a few different writers. We've got Dan Jurgens. I was waiting for a woo then from Josh, but no, never mind. We've got mm-hmm. Josh Williamson, Steve Orlando, Nicola Maines, and Zipporah Smith. It's funny how every time there's an event at DC, they bring back Nicole, Nicole Maines to write Dreamer in a tie-in. She played Dreamer in the Supergirl series. Oh, right. Like, she had a story in Lazarus Planet, she had a story in another event, maybe Dark They're Crisis. They're trying really hard, really, really, really hard to make her valid in any kind of way. They're not even trying really hard, it's like, oh, you get five pages in a tie-in once a year. It feels like they're like contractually obligated to be like, okay, well, you can just talk about Jersey. Anyways, Penguin number four by Tom King and Raphael Latour. Say it properly. What's Tom King, baby? Huh? Say it properly. Latour? Penguin. 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 Um, I'm uh, a little. I don't understand what happened between the previous issue and this issue. Okay, I'm kind of glad you said that because I was a little confuzzled as well. Like, I remember what, what happened in the last issue, but, like, you. something happened in between. Yeah. He was recruiting uh, the team. He brings, but... he, yeah. The team comes together. They're in a gymnasium. They're like, you need to kill whoever walks through that door. And then I guess they did. And now they've been hired to do the job. And it was of little consequence for right now. Like, I'm, they're, they're going to be doing, you know, other jobs and subsequent issues but like their first outing is not that good they all kind of suck well they were set up to fail though not by penguin but he just he kind was of testing to see if she was good enough thing. to suss yeah. them out no i thought um, this issue was an improvement on the last one it definitely kind of threw I you mean, in the I deep agree. end here but it felt a lot more focused whereas last week's one you had POVs for all of the team and I don't know if I like this one as much. This one is more of like a cop out 
sort of thing. Like Penguin just sets himself up to fail just to see if his former wife, his ex-wife, is good enough to join his team. Yeah, but there were a lot of moments in here that I liked. I really enjoyed what they did with the help here. Yeah, there's that some strong moments, but I guess I'm just wondering if like that's enough to carry a lot of the issue. The series is still interesting, but I, I don't necessarily feel like as engaged. I, I don't know, maybe I need to reread the whole thing Yeah, and just see if there's something that it's better yeah. like reading through. I don't know, but something about it doesn't necessarily feel as strong, I guess, yeah. as the first two issues. Uh, yeah, I I I read this issue and it. I have my you know I've shared my theory before that this is some sort of you know retelling by the Penguin of you know not exactly how things went down, but his you know. Uh, grandiose in his vision of how things went down uh, way of retelling the story. You know, oh, the the help, you know, I told he wanted to kill Lunk so bad and I told him he had to do it quick and he cried, he almost cried when I told him he had to do it fast. I don't know. Some of, some of the language just kind of reminds me of a, a certain former president. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, the strong man, he cried to me when he couldn't, you know, torture this guy to death. Please, sir, let me kill him my way. I think it's just kind of Penguin having fun with it, and like you said, he's probably retelling it in like a grandiose fashion. Mm-hmm. Making himself look like the hero. Oh yeah, I walked in there and she shot me, but then I won her over, and now she's my consigliere. She, we're gonna take over Gotham together, man. Maybe he's writing him a bit like Trump. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I can kind of see that logic with it, and I get that, but I, I don't know. It feels very up its own ass right now. Yeah, he is. I um, love so this. this. Uh, yeah, so this. Uh, what's what's her name? Miss Sinclair, Saint Clair. Is this uh, a character we've met before? You guys know who this is? She could well be one of Penguin's girlfriends that yeah. has been named I tried before, to, but I googled the name and it just came up with this issue of Penguin. So, but whether they're married in canon or not, Tyler, I don't know. We've seen Penguin show up with a few different girls throughout his history. Yeah. This could well be one of them. I yeah. don't really know enough about it. I know this is this is DC, but she kind of reminded me of a sort of Silver Sable-esque character. I can kind of see that. But she doesn't seem to get her hands How did you get the Marvel character's name right first time? Yeah. So she's a classic DC character. Uh, and as we know, Tom King loves pulling out characters like the squad from ancient. last issue. Yeah, exactly. So, what was her alias? Uh, you know what? Was she just you know Miss Saint Clair, or did she have some other? No, no, it's it's Lisa Saint Clair. But and this is the part where it's actually pretty interesting. He's one of the featured protagonists 
from the old romantic DC comic series Young Love, 1947. Hmm. Uh, and then it became a thing in 1963 until the late 1970s. Oh, Tom King and his romance books. <laughs> I know, right? So, it's one of those deep reaches that he loves. It's interesting because in the same way that Jeff Johns will reach deep into the nether regions of the Silver Age, Tom King is like, I'm going to go back even further, baby. I'm going to go deeper. And he's just going to pull out. It's almost as obscure as when Ben just pulled out the Manhunter. And you're just like, who? Yeah. (laughs) Nobody remembers this character. (laughs) You guys will never guess who this is. Yeah, we never did, because who the fuck remembers that character? Mm-hmm. Like, he was revealed, and you're like, huh? The funny thing is, Bendis literally said, like, oh, yeah, there's a mystery here that you can follow and work out yourself, and then, like, even after the fact, people are like, there's no clues here pointing this way. <laughs> like, it does they're not like make sense. And they're like, what? Like, what is it? Huh? What? Like, the only people who really picked up on it were people who were like, oh, yeah, I've been reading Codex since the 60s. Yeah, I picked up on it, and you're just Sure, I'm, that was fucking years ago. That's that's a really really deep cut there. But and then mm-hmm. he just randomly was like, "Oh yeah, and this other character is Commandy." Right, and you're just like, "Uh, sure." Very strange. And he also ruined John Kent. Get the fuck over it. I want him to go back to being a kid. I miss him and Damien. I miss Super Sons. Twice. Twice now, today, you've given me the gift of hearing you pout. And I'm so thankful for it. I want him to go back to being a... He's like, shrug. Little shrug. My tummy hurts. You need someone to I rub your tum tum? You want me to come over there and, you know, tickle your feet while I rub your belly? Just like we used to back in the hostel? Mm-hmm. Whatever happens to uh, my gift for you, do you still have her? She's somewhere. She's right there. <laughs> She's right here. <laughs> I swear to God, he just reaches under the table and she's already inflated. Just keeps her on hand, ready to go. Do you put your keys in? I won't. I won't. Yes! Looks a little worse for wear. Just put it up. It's Who deflated. Cares? Well, I wasn't going to because of what. That's how you like it. Do you not remember what you wrote on her chest? Oh, right, put it up. <laughs> put it up, put it up. Slag. Mm. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, man, I carried that around <laughs> all over London. It was wonderful. So many people were so unhappy with me. It was brilliant. I loved everything about it. I loved it. One of the top experiences of my life is doing that with you. Especially when she, like, if you shook her a little bit, jingle, jingle. What's that? That's the keys I shoved inside of her. <laughs> uh, I love you, man. Anyways, this is a fine issue. It was like an eight. It's like an eight point five for me. I really enjoyed it. I, I just don't think it's as strong as the first two issues. I feel like it's an interesting concept, but it feels very uh, its own ass right now. And uh, we'll see if it keeps going. Yeah, I'm waiting for the um, next couple of issues. To see it, Penguin bring it all together. Right now, it kind of feels like okay, we're getting the game back together. Yeah, it's like that's cool, but 
There's only so many times that you can do that what? before I'm just yeah. going to go on. Why don't, why don't you tell us the whole plan? Just tell us the plan. Yeah. Go over the plan. We can see it go wrong, but we, we want to know what the plan is, you know? But I think this is uh, also interesting why it's from other people's point of view and not his. I Yeah, we never see his internal dialogue. <clears throat> we see everyone else's internal dialogue. Which is a great idea. I, I, I'm is, more around, I, like, an 825 for this issue. Uh, but I'm, I'm really w- just waiting for it to take off. Like, I know there's something good here, but yeah. just, let's get to it. Come on. I know we're going to take our time, but, like, the good stuff is coming, I hope. If, if you were to take the Sopranos, for example, and then make it into comic book form, I would probably have the same complaints. Like, I know it's done well, but is that enough for me to stay engaged with it in a book format? You know, if this was episode by episode, episodic, then I would probably have a different response to this. But as it stands now, I'm kind of just like, uh, I'm okay with it. Hmm. Um, next up on the list is Wonder Woman 3 by Tom King, Daniel Simpier, and Bellin Ortega. So we'll talk about the main story first, and then we'll kind of do the backup story at the end. Okay. Um, so yeah, this issue is dealing with Diana going and kicking down Sergeant Steele's door, and being like, give me what you got, we're working together now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't know if they're, she's saying like we're working together now, but you said you had something. I want yeah. it. Give it. She's to like me. we're we're on the same side. Like we don't have yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're just shooting yourself in the foot by not helping me. Yeah. He says, "Oh, I called in. You know, everybody, everyone here in DC, anyone, you know, all the people tasked with taking down Superman, anyone t- tasked with taking down the Justice League." You think you're better than Superman? I have an you think army. You're better than the Justice League? Yeah. She yeah. I have an army. I have an invisible jet. <laughs> um, <coughs> and also in this issue we really get introduced to the sovereign mm-hmm, and the yeah. lasso of lies. Is he British? I uh, he's always like referring to himself in kind of the third person or we and yeah, we I thought he was British, but I also thought he was like Eastern Europe somewhere. Yeah, um, did they say he where he was from in the first issue? No, no. His family has been here for three hundred years since the founding of America. Um, I think he might be Mormon. Maybe they he he found the glasses to translate the stones. The magic seeing stones. <laughs> Maybe Inside it's Joseph pot. Smith. He's got the, the sovereign is Joseph Smith. He's got the tidy whities and the glasses. Oh no, he instead of the glasses, he American. found the lasso of lies, and that has helped them to. Uh, he strikes me more as. Um, do you remember uh, the actor who played the father in Jumanji? Yes. Is that Brooks? I I feel like he's kind of like that. You know, it's like oh, more traditional yes. upper class American, not English accent, but incredibly well spoken and versed, almost to the point of uh, upper class English, but not quite as uh, accented. Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of picture it as. It's a bit nasally and deep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Look. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so we've got like an A I, and B story here going on through here. Yeah. We got Wonder Woman story and we got this guy's story. I want to make a quick point to say um, with the way that Tom King is doing the, the narration of this, I feel like this is a much more well done version of what is attempted in the immortal Thor. Mm. I don't know. I didn't keep reading it past what issue two or three. I mean, I don't think you really need to with it to get the overall um, vibe, I guess. Last I saw he was fighting. Oh, the narration. I see. Yeah. The narration in specific. Yeah. The narration in, those issues really did annoy me. Yeah. But this Thor. isn't like but any sort of like this high English, you know. No, but it's it's, it's okay storytelling when you sparingly. Old. Yeah. But they do use in some that big Immortal words Thor issue. in different spots, but Yeah. In Immortal Thor though, it was like full paragraphs of text in that writing on mm-hmm. each page. And they also keep it kind of comic sans rather than trying to dress it up with a special font. I hate when comics do the handwritten style writing. I don't really mind that. It's, it, sometimes, there's other times where I'm like, I really cannot read this. I mean, you can barely read it as it is. Did I send you guys the lemon meme the other day? Maybe. No. It's about writing in cursive. Here. Yeah, okay. Um... So Wonder Woman fights her way up to the 32nd floor to confront Mr. Steel and get his intel that he has on Emily, uh, which he reveals that Emily was pregnant. They found like a drop of her blood yes. at the crime scene, and from that they can tell that she is pregnant, and she's going to have a little girl, I suppose, because mm-hmm. it's revealed... That what's what's this uh, bad guy's name? The old man. The sovereign. The, the sovereign. sovereign. The sovereign. The way he talks is that he is a prisoner of um, this daughter yeah, of someone. I, which I didn't get round to daughter of Emily, whose name. Yeah, I forgot is about Trinity. Wonder Woman eight hundred. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I'll read this before the next issue, and then I just completely forgot. Yeah. Ever read that and one. then, yeah, yeah, which yeah, I guess it's not necessary. I can, pick up, and... I can pick it up from the context clues, but he is trying to uh, undermine Wonder Woman and paint her in an even, you know, darker corner than she was already in. Mm. He calls in one of these uh, grunts from the battle we had in, in uh, issue two, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, that's war is war." We fought her. We didn't win. It's whatever. Don't you feel emasculated? Like she took your manhood away? Nah. It's whatever, man. Fuck. I don't give a shit. I get paid. Just the most laid back, casual, whatever. Yeah, I loved that whole scene over the issue. Mm -hmm. I thought that was the better part than the Wonder Woman story. Yeah. And so um, Sovereign takes out the lasso of lies and uses it on this guy to make him believe that Wonder Woman has taken his manhood away and emasculated him. He can't live with that. So he's going to tell everyone he knows and then off himself. 
Which it doesn't show him telling everyone he knows, but he did leave a letter. So, <laughs> it looked uh, like it was written in crayon. <laughs> he wrote in crayon with his left hand. Yeah. And somehow this is going to get the people going and get them all against Wonder Woman. In her actions that day, Wonder Woman denied my rights as a man to exist in this world. It's a little heavy-handed. But I think it is heavy-handed, but I like how it's like satirizing it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Yes. Going over the top Yeah. (laughs) King's not afraid to share his opinion and call people out. Dig in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I loved the first issue, the way it dealt with xenophobia and fear. Yeah. It was about, like, Mexicans. Maybe he was, like... In Superman, Woman of Tomorrow, I wasn't subtle. I was too subtle in that. Yeah. Um, But no, like, I think it was written well, despite being a bit heavy-handed and over the top. I still was like, yeah, this is good. Cool them out. Shame them. Tom King's... Sorry, go ahead. Is that over the top? I feel like it's just... I think the fact he was basically copy and pasting tweets. Yeah, I think he's just leaning in just enough to be like, you know, pissing off the people that he wants to piss off. Yeah. 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 But I think that that's so fitting for what this is. And I feel like there's an interesting. (sighs) This is kind of where my thinking is. Tom King is. has his history working with the CIA, he has his thoughts on war. I'm wondering if this is his probably asking the question about the associations of masculinity with war. And I'm kind of interested to see how this is going to keep going based on that line of thinking. I don't think it's going to go like super deep or anything, but I do feel like there's something here about maybe he's trying to reveal the, the real truth of America to us. That there are people in the shadows running the country. We don't know about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta read between the lines, man. The bodies are calling us from inside the house. Anyway, um, Josh, have you ever wondered what it would be like if you got me and Tyler to babysit Evelyn in a couple of years? Like because this issue shows you what that will be. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh right, yeah. Yes, yeah, so oh, it clock. Just a couple the backup boys. Store. Me and the boys. The backup story deals with John, to a lesser extent, mostly Damien, babysitting yeah. uh, Trinity. Or is her name Elizabeth? We'll call her Trinity. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they say the name Elizabeth somewhere in the backup story. Oh, is her superhero alias Trinity? I think so. Okay. That's heavy-handed on the nose. Yeah, and they're doing this at uh, <laughs> Wayne Manor. It's like... <laughs> It's like, I am all the Jedi. She's like, I am all the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I fucking loved this backup story so much. I Man, really where's too. Alfred when you need him? Alfred, I need your help. Are you there? He's dead. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, child Damien is completely out of his depth babysitting a child. He's a child himself. Absolutely. Yes. Technically, John is too. He's just 
didn't really get the chance to grow up. Damn you, Bendis. If you don't behave, I swear to God, I'll throw you in the lava pit. <laughs> that would be the that if that was in there, this would have been an eleven out of ten. I'm sorry, that's not me. That's that's my that's my uh, sorry. that's my na- that's that's not my nature. It's that's my nurture. It's my nurture that's, that's talking. I loved um, how Damien was like accidentally teaching her bad language. Yes. Throughout the issue. Um, loved everything about it. I don't really like him teaching normally, her. But I like this. It it fit this story like this like cuter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Damien teaching her how to tie her laces and telling him the sto- telling her the story about how Raz locked him in a box in the desert and he was like, oh no, it was very yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she falls asleep cursing on his lap. Yeah. Yeah, I love her. Like, love Diana her. is going to kill you and she finds out what word you taught her. <laughs> I was in a clock. I lost it at that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's something I wanted to point out here uh, that I haven't had a chance no. to mention just yet. Um, on like page three of the issue, when Wonder Woman's going in and talking with the front desk guy, he's working on yes. a crossword puzzle with the names, you know, Perez, Jimenez, the Hughes, and Boss. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Ross. Ross, maybe. I don't know. Who are these guys? Uh, all famous Wonder Woman artists. Mm-hmm. Phil Jimenez, George Perez. Is it Adam Hughes? Did he do work on Wonder Woman? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's drawn a lot of Wonder Woman stuff. And yeah. Alex Ross hoping... is my guess. Yeah. I was hoping that somewhere in there we'd be able to see, like, oh, if you fill in a couple of letters here, you could see somebody else's name. Like, if they had found a way to fit in with Nicholas Scott or something. Yeah, that would have been Like, oh, if you cool. went across the line there, like, there's two letters there that make somebody else's name, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, well. They fit it in there in one panel, so maybe that's enough. Yeah, it was a nice little... I love when King throws in these old names like when he was writing Batman he put a lot of work into like fleshing out Gotham with old names like Kane Plaza mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah we've seen that recently that in Zdarsky's run of Batman several times just mainly spray paint on the side of different buildings mm-hmm. it's fun I like it when you can see little things like that one of the only good things that Mike Hawthorne can do Do you think this issue would be great if he drew it? Oh my god. It would have been if so much only. better. Ten of ten. Ten out of ten. My, my Cawthorn and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a pretty damn good issue for me. 8.75. This is a 9.5 for me purely because of the backup story. Backup I, issue. I smiled the whole way through it. Mm-hmm. Uh... You're so cute. I, yeah, I go like eight five, eight seven five. Like, you know, it this this series is slowly winning me over. Like, I've kind of been like, okay, this is a Wonder Woman series. Like, it's you know, it's time no, we get this. it. You go into every series thinking it's going to be absolutely trash, expecting to hate on it, sh- shitting all over it, complaining and moaning okay. the entire time. Yeah, but we where, get it, Josh. where is the 
where's Tom King bringing in the the unknown characters that no one cares about? Sergeant Steel from somewhere long way back. Yeah, he's a character. It's called fandom. It's called loving the universe. You fucking pile of human shit. Oh my god. Well, this human pile of shit's just gonna go hug his kids. Just rub his human pile of shit all over them. You took it to a weird place. Yeah, I know. You should get a therapist. I'm gonna go love somebody that loves me back. Yeah, how does that feel, Tyler? You can't do that, can you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Writing a little note for myself to talk to my therapist about uh, being bullied in my own podcast. Anyways. It's our podcast. You do that every week. And up next is Green Lantern War Journal number three by Philip Kennedy Johnson and Montos, a creative team that Josh fucking hates and a universe that Josh fucking hates. Why don't you talk to me about the fucking series, you goddamn piece of shit? I don't think anything really happened in this issue. It was kind of like no, nothing. It was here and nothing then it was gone. Nothing important. A little bit of battle, a little bit of healing, a little bit of battle, a little bit of talking, a little bit of goodbyes. Trailer for next time. That's about it. He's still talking. What do I do? I don't know what to do when he gets like this. I, man, I, I, I took my fucking time with that. And uh, I think you should really appreciate what I bring to the table here. I don't get enough praise. Nonsense. No. I thought this issue Whatever. was better than the previous one. I agree. Mm. I thought issue one was really? a really strong start. Issue two, I felt, yes. really did just kind of spin its wheels. Yeah, I agree. Um, Whereas this, this one, I thought we had intense. John and keelan meet up i can't remember if that's how we say his name or not yeah keelan we brought in the other universes kyle rayner which i thought was great we got some good stuff at steelworks um he's now infected with the revenant thing and can't use his powers mm-hmm. something about using the powers causes it to get worse yeah it like drains the power and causes it to grow yeah something like that Hmm. Yeah, uh, do you think that this uh, Kyle Rayner kind of seems like he's kind of taken on the Spectre role from, uh, I don't know, across the universes? Because he has that, you know, green kind of bandana across his eyes, right? Let me have a look. I don't... uh... No, I think he's got kind of like flowy capes and whatnot. I had it pulled up before. Let's be the butt. I feel like Kyle Rayner has worn a blindfold before, but I couldn't tell you when. No, he hasn't. Oh, I'm so hungry. Please feed me. This is the Kyle Rayner from the uh, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like alternate universe inside of the light construct. Oh, I'm sorry. I think you guys froze on me. Yes. That weird alternate universe. Yeah. I knew I'd seen it somewhere before. Yeah. Um. That was also written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, wasn't it? Uh. I think that that was. Like not an annual or something. It was was the Dark Crisis tie-in. Why did that? What happened? Josh went. Okay. 
Oh, well, let's hope the rest of the stuff was getting recorded. It was definitely recorded in the first part because when you dropped out, it said the recording stopped. Okay. Well, I'm just hoping that we hung on to that part and it didn't get dropped. I didn't touch the zoom at all. I just saw that you guys had frozen. You got so hungry that you... I thought you were just so hungry you rage quit. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely did. I was like, damn, he's that hungry. Yeah. I'm not getting any video from Sean. It's just kind of stuck like that. Oh. Can you see me? Yeah. I can see you. You're moving. Sean's not. <coughs> Am I? Am I there? Would you like me to restart my video? See if that works. Oh, now you've been shifted. Yeah. Your video is good now. Cool. It, 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 uh... Okay. You are always fine, Tyler. Thank you. Like, fine, fine, or like, fine? You're saying I'm fit. Alright, look at you getting all saucy. <laughs> I like where this is going. Yeah, I don't Let's know see what happens next. What happened? Play your cards right, baby. I can't wait until you get a new girlfriend and she breaks your heart, too. Just so you Didn't can Letty again. just move up, like, wow. Reddy moves up a rung to number one? Jesus Christ, guys. Damn. The hierarchy of power is about to change. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're just going to move right past that and start talking more about the comics. Because uh, I want to. Um, I'm a little confuzzled by the ending. The radiant dark. Uh, the radiant dead being like the Amazonians. I think they're just building yeah. an army. Yeah. Just need some grunts. It's weird that, they chose the Amazon rainforest, but... Well, that's where she crashed down. True. The... Yeah. It's been hiding yeah, so out that's there. that's why, I mean, all right. Tyler. They're building an army. Well, fine, alright. Did you guys not read the previous issue? Shut up. I did, but I couldn't have told you where she crash-landed. South America... Thank you, Josh. I know where the Amazon rainforest is. The most elitist fucking prick in the, in the goddamn world. The guy who's works sometimes. Me or Josh? Josh, not you. Okay. You're just a prick. I don't think that you even think of yourself as elitist. Oh, yeah, yeah. You talk down oh, to me no, all the time, I think but the I'm second I snap back, you're like, oh, I'm so hurt. He's such a mean person to me. Elitist prick. Yeah. Totes my goats. That's no, me. When I'm, in my bum when I'm at work, work my break... When I'm at work on my break, even if I'm going to play on my phone my entire break, I put a book on the table just so people know I'm better than them. <laughs> even if I don't touch it. <laughs> Taps on the glass to see that, to show people that aren't looking at him. I'm better than you. See this book? See, I'm better than you. Like The, okay, the okay, bookmark hasn't moved any further in a week, but I still feel better than them. Yeah. You'll make it through Dr. Seuss one day. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. <laughs> um, I definitely agree that this was better than the second issue. Uh, I can't say that it was like substantially high on my ratings list, though. Uh, I feel like this was good. It was. I, I'm really yeah, interested it was to see where it's going. A very good, consistent issue. But it didn't have the like high a, highs of other stuff. I'm not mm -mm. really sure I agree. Like, 
I, I felt like a lot of the dialogue was a bit clunky, especially when they were talking with Kyle Rayner. Like, oh, this universe is lost. We should probably just move on. And John's like, no, 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 I can do this. And he, Kyle's like, okay, well, you better, you know, ship up, shape up, man, because you got to leave your mom behind to come save the world or whatever. Like, it was so easy to convince Kyle, like, oh, yeah, you should probably stick around in this universe a little bit longer. Maybe. To become the John Stewart I know you can be. He's out of line, but he's right. Yeah, like me and Tyler said, we enjoyed it, but it wasn't at the top of our list this week. Yeah. It's It's not perfect, but I still... And it could be good. Um... Keelan, I'm you know, really seeing him see... manifest the Green Lantern and what he's able to do with it, which is cool. I mean, that was some good stuff there. Josh has this thing in his mind where when he starts talking, he will not stop until they get up. But his rule is, so he needs to just make sure. It doesn't matter what's on his mind. It's okay. like a mental list. That's what you're doing right now. So. Yeah. Um, it's like an eight. Seven seven yeah. five for me. I'll probably put around eight two five. I think a solid eight for me. I'm still enjoying it. I think that it's still going in a direction that I want to see, and I'm I am very curious to see what's happening. I think interesting things are happening, but I do think that there is. Well, we know it's going to be leading to a crossover with the main Green Lantern series at some point, mm-hmm. and it has to. They've already I mean, said they're just writing this together. Week, yeah. Yeah, they haven't announced what it is, but they announced. Um, one of it them, on Twitter. Yeah, one of them mentioned they were writing something. Was that on Instagram from one of you guys? I sent it to you guys the other day. Was that on Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram or Twitter or something? Okay. Um, yeah, one of them said that they were writing with the other one, and we also know it's going to be tying into the thing from Action Comics, the Infinity Stones. Mm. Right. I've forgotten right, the name right, of it. Right. Fires of Olgrim. Olgrim, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of bored of that. I, I'm just not really interested in that one anymore. They kind of like took their foot off the gas on it. Needed yeah. to come back to it sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um. Okay. Uh, Swan Song Five. I yeah. am ready to... I'm going to be brave and stand up and say this. I don't think W. Maxwell Prince is a good writer. Mm. He mm. struck gold with Ice Cream Man, and everything else I read from him seems very bland, and it's, it tries to act like it's not straightforward, but it is. Yeah. Um, Like... This is a story about a man suffering from... I don't remember what it's called. Anhedonia. Yes. The loss of enjoyment. Yeah, and he's talking to his therapist, and then he... Uh, let me call it up just so I can reference it. So he's receiving like hypnotherapy, and kind of goes into himself, and meets a childish version of himself, and... Yeah. You go into a trance, you go into your subconscious. Yeah. I like, I mean, 
The story is fine, but I think the artwork in here is fantastic. The artwork's crazy good. Yeah, they His... change through so many styles. Well, we knew how good Huddleston was from Decorum. Every panel there was something else. This is the art and main cover by Alex Ekman Long. Why did I think it was Mike Huddleston? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I was wrong then. Yep. Weird. Yeah. We have all these collages and different pieces being used together. And then drawing the main character, we switch between several different art styles. Like from doing a yeah. drawing of like I... a sculpture to doing maybe sort of like a manga-esque thing to drawing almost, you know, drawings of pictures. I loved just how much the art changed as he was walking through the house. Yeah, almost like a dream. Yeah, I mean, he's in a trance, but he's kind of in a dream-like state. We got these goblins, which eventually are just... Um, there's like a throwaway line towards the end of this issue where it's like, what did you think those were? You know, he's... Uh, what did he call them? Preconceived notions. Those little goblins. Mm -hmm. Kind of weird. I don't really understand that part. But he's wandering through his, his old house into his old bedroom where he finds the safe that held uh, everything precious to him as a kid. And inside is himself. Okay. Yeah. Got to unlock your inner child who just loves everything and, and it's just the opposite of who he is now. Uh, but the big sort of like uh, reason for all of this happening is right there at the end when he's talking to his younger self. And it's basically like, you know, I got a question for you. Do mom and dad stay together? And that's kind of when the trance breaks. So I assume based on that very heavy handed way of saying like, oh, he stopped, you know, he started being depressed when his parents did. Yeah, but through this trance, he has found his inner child, and he goes off and he finds enjoyment in candies and sweets and amusement parks and birthday parties and everything. Sorry, I, I kind of want to just ask this, Sean. What is it exactly about this, like that you don't think is well written? It's just, it's not that it's badly written. I just people keep calling him a genius and like hyping him up so much. Genius? Everyone loves him on like Reddit, Twitter. People think he's so. Those aren't real people. Mm -hmm. that, like, can we just establish that? That's those aren't real people. <clears throat> those are people who have little to no understanding of I, most arts and think yeah. they, like, they have an opinion they need to share. It. I, think, I, I don't think you're going to like the next issue. Why? Um, the preview for the next. I mean, obviously, from the the cover that we have here, it's, it's ice cream uh, man. The Bye. end. The end of a sidewalk, Shel Silverstein, uh, where the sidewalk ends. That's what the cover's parody here, which is mm -hmm. a collection of poems for kids. Uh, so I I worry that it's not going to be a very straightforward comic. If he's going to channel Shel Silverstein, it's going to be a collection of very short stories and poems and whatnot with you know some drawings. 
if that's the way mm -hmm. he goes. Maybe it's just, you know, a little bit of flavor right there, and he goes a different way. Uh, but perhaps it will be a series of, yeah, poems, short stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like a I think ice cream. Heretic play with near perfect rhyme scheme. This is the last issue. Yeah, it's going to be a six issue mini. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Ice I'm Cream Man is it. fantastic, but when we read Haha, -Ha, I found that extremely underwhelming. Mm -hmm. Every issue, I was like, I... there's some good ideas in there, but it just. Yes. There's always a good then... idea, but it's not quite. Fully realized, yes, or executed. Yeah, I agree. I think that it was a a more half ideas than full ideas. It needs to be fully baked. Like it needs a little bit more time in the oven. He strikes me as someone. This was a good issue. It is a good issue. It was. I do agree. I like this one. A lot of it just feels. A lot of his work in Haha and this feels like it's just more of an artistic showcase. It's just not handing you the answer right there. You got to read between the lines, Sean. I'm fine with that though, but I just. It's straightforward. It's all straightforward. He acts like it's intelligent and clever, but ne it never is. I, I don't really know if. I feel like you're kind of projecting the idea of what is his idea is that this is supposed to be, but I feel like this is just a simple comic about a guy just rediscovering that it's okay to be like happy about little things, to have some childlike wonder. Yeah, I just I didn't like just find it that. that great. I think it's fine. I think it's charming. I think it's it feels like an indie film that you would if see. The, if it was a different artist, say it was Mike Hawthorne. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. No, but I feel like without the art doing the heavy lifting here, this would have been extremely bland and forgettable. Maybe. It's possible. Uh, we'll never know. Maybe. Sometimes there are... Okay, I'm going to go draw the issue my my own way, and I'm just going to put the same words in, and then you guys tell me if it's good. I'm going to compare it to Jeff Lemire uh, in the sense that sometimes there really is a very straightforward message, and it is not even really a message. It's just like a very simple plot or story or idea. And sometimes you, all you really need to do is just have the art tell the story with you. And I feel like what I'm hearing from you is that it's mostly style, less substance. Yes. And I can see that complaint, and I think that that's actually pretty valid. I enjoyed this. I don't think it's top-tier, god-tier art. I, I, I don't even think of it as like high art or anything like that. But I do think that it's somber simple and i think that it's interesting seeing this in comic book form because i wouldn't expect it in comic book form that being said if this was any other medium i would probably have the same reaction of like yeah okay so i think that what most people are saying online about prince is probably coming from a place of expectation you know comics are usually one thing and I think that exceeding those expectations or um, not meeting those expectations is what people are surprised by and why they like it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of uh, 
God, I can't remember the guy's name now. He's the director who uh, works with Bill Murray and Adrian Brody all the time. Wes Anderson. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Wes Anderson. I think that, and I haven't seen his best works yet, obviously, but I, I still the... feel like it's mostly sub- style, no substance. Uh, I wouldn't agree with, well, from the bit I've seen, Asteroid City was all style, no substance. But the Grand Budapest Hotel was great. That's the only one I haven't seen. So Go, I it's really good. That's the one to see. And that's what I keep hearing. But I hear Moonrise Kingdom is good as well. I liked it. What's that uh, I, Postman whatever with um, Edward Norton and um, Saoirse Ronan? Sayers. Saoirse. 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 Uh, I don't know that one. Um, I like how Josh was like almost there with the pronunciation and Tyler corrected him with something just awful. I thought, I've, I've been told time and again that it was Sayers. No. Sasha. better than going like Saurice Ronan. Saurice. The French Dispatch. That came out in 2021. That was the one I hadn't seen yet. Okay. Every other film of his that I've seen has been wooden acting it's kind of really a bit more like a theatre show though mm-hmm. but I don't it's like not, that it's not it's like a style it's a style but that's the thing it's yeah. like exactly what you're saying like it's all style no substance I know? appreciate him having a unique style like his stuff is recognisable he knows what he wants and clearly the actors enjoy working with him yeah, I mean, yeah, so, I'm sure that they do. I'm I, sure it's I have friendly, but some I respect for him for not turning out generic crap. I disagree. I feel like if I were to go to sit down at a restaurant and I had a really nice meal and then I order a dessert and that dessert looks gorgeous as hell, but it has zero flavor to it or zero unique qualities of the flavor to it, I'm going to be disappointed in it. And I'm going to say, yeah, you did a really good job of making this very pretty looking dessert, but it did not make me enjoy it at all. Okay, but counterpoint, I've seen Grand Budapest Hotel and you haven't. And that maybe will change my opinion on him, but everything else that I've seen, like, I don't know why you're arguing with me. I'm trying to make a point that I agree with you. <laughs> no, no, I don't. You're very good at it. <laughs> I only want Josh to agree with me, not you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, this is like a the art's a 10, but the writing is like a 7 at most. Yeah, I'm going to say this is like an 8, just balance between the two. I think it, yeah. Um, if you average that out, I think we're probably about the same, because I was at about 8.25, 8.5 for this issue. Like, I know that this... If it had, like, one really swift moment of, like, taking all of the ideas, like, oh, I see what this is, then, like, more than halfway through, they were just like, fuck yeah. you, here's an emotional yeah. thing that just if only your the, that, that would have made this incredible. If only the psychiatrist had been shown, and the psychiatrist was a cockroach or something, yeah, 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, it, it's a little overly simple in the plot and I think that that's the thing that makes it feel hollow and while yeah it's got a charming quality to it I think that there could have been something 
done more. Like, just asking the question, do mom and dad stay together? I don't think it had as, as much emotional impact as it probably yeah. could have. I don't know if Prince is coming from a personal place with this, and I get if he is, but eh. It's fine. Mm -hmm. This next issue looks really interesting, though. I'm very, very intrigued by it. They should go weird with it. Go yes, all out. Yeah. Um, next is Incredible Hulk number six by Philip Kennedy Johnson and Nick Klein. Uh, this is yeah. a decent issue. I don't think it was the best one so far. Johnson is confusing me a little bit because I'm, I'm kind of accustomed to him just writing things that blow me away consistently. And I think this, this is the first time in a week where he's written two comics that I'm just like, yeah, this is fine. That's specifically from him. And I'm kind of surprised by that. Like, this is good, but not This feels a bit like a Donny Cates issue. Not a Donny Cates issue of Thor, of, of Hulk, sorry. But it's just the, like, cool Ghost Rider at the end just kind of feels like something Donny Cates would be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And um, right. It's a weird, like, we need to have a team up. He's going to team up with the version of Ghost Rider. The, uh, Held... What was it? The, what do they call them? The, the, the Hell Devil? Is that what the, the creature was called? Ginny something. Um. Or in chapter six, they they refer to the beast as something in Spanish, but it stands for uh, what was it called? I'll look it up. But it, obviously, this beast is going to come in here, and uh, they're going to have to team up to fight it. That's how it's been going for. The past five issues. So, one issue of this and another issue or two of setting that up. Um, I will say the artwork is great. I love how... Mm -hmm. I love this scene where you see Bruce in the puddle of blood underneath him, like, as if he's caged. Yeah. Um, and also, I love how horrific the transformations are in this series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There was the one last issue, or the issue before, with Travel Foreman, where it was like like one eye was bulging out, and his limbs were like breaking. Mm -hmm. And then here, you've got like Hulk's face forcing its way through. Mm. I just love how brutal they're going with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this thing is called Ginny de Gaulle, de Gaulle, uh, which stands for War Devil. Uh, I got a tweet here from Philip Kennedy Johnson, I think. I'm loading it up right now. Oh, this is from... Um, back in November, but it's from another one of his comics. Uh, I gotta look at this chain right here. Jesus. Okay, he is talking about Hulk. This week's Incredible Hulk is one of the proud... One I'm proudest of so far. Uh... Noteworthy appearances and the importance of the story to me. Issues 6 through 8 make up an arc entitled War Devil. It introduces a badass new character we're calling Ghost Rider 44, a World War II era Ghost Rider with an origin that lives fully formed in my head, which I'm confident we'll get to show you someday, hopefully soon. 
Unlike other writers, Ghost Rider 44's Spirit of Vengeance is housed inside a little boy named Leo. So this little boy is where he's housed. You know, seems to make sense from here. Uh, Ghost Rider 44 is his guardian angel. I took inspiration from Leo from 10-year-old... Leo from 10-year-old... Uzuya Garcia, a great kid, a huge Spider-Man fan, and a victim of the 2022 Uvalde shooting. Oh my god. Yeah. The creature that Hulk and Ghost Rider 44 face, the War Devil, Janita Degal, came from my first Marvel story. A 10-pager with Raphael Albuquerque and Andres Mossa, Ken Bruzenek, and editor Nick Lowe. It was inspired by the service of a friend of a friend, an army ranger who died tragically soon after. The origin story, the original story, didn't include a literal monster, at least not one we could see. It was an original folk tale that examines PTSD as a creature that passes from host to host through spilled blood. The war devil, Jenny DeGaul, spawned not just PTSD, but the concept of war. Also... Uh, War Devil represents to me the magic that comics are capable of. Stories about our world that deeply matter, made engaging, exciting, and relatable by amazing artists. So, yeah, that seems to make sense with what's going on here, because we see this uh, older guy sharing that with us. Yeah, this older guy that was attacked by the War Devil seems to have had the curse passed into him, and he has these urges to kill people, which we see Mm -hmm. throughout. Something I kind of want to point out uh, as well is there's, uh, I don't know how I would want to describe this. The guy in question who's having those impulses, it's interesting that he is portrayed the way that he is with his home life being what is, is that his wife or his mom? His wife. It's kind of, I, I don't know, this might come across weird. It's kind of nice seeing characters that are, so flawed like these are some bigger people you know these are people who are just like living small town life and just existing mm-hmm. you know you don't really see that very often most of the time when they're portrayed like that it's because they're being portrayed as a representation of like gluttony or like small town thinking or some sort of negative it's not really shown here it seems like he's almost like a victim mm-hmm. of circumstance and he's just an average person in America. And I kind of like that. I feel like that's maybe not like super important, but I feel like it's refreshing to see the mindfulness with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. Uh, while this issue did not blow me away, I did like it a lot. I feel like it's picking up the pace of what I was getting into with the, why I liked the first couple of issues. Um, I really like it now, knowing the justification from uh, Johnson. That makes me like this a lot more. Mm-hmm. So it's a three-issue arc, which is kind of what we've been doing. Two and three issues. So this is just mm-hmm. the first, kind of setting it up. This is kind of like the Hulk versus Wolverine. And they get, you know, sidetracked into fighting uh, the Abominable Snowman or whatever. The Yeti. Yeah. I like having Hulk do the walking down the lonely road, but now he's got someone with him. You know, we don't really get to see that very often. Yeah. 
how do you feel about uh, Hulk speaking to Banner through this old lady that brought him food? I was a little confused by it, but I feel like it's his mind just like replacing the words of the woman. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's actually happening. Not that she's that he's speaking through her. It's just like his mind is processing it's, it. It's the kind Somewhere of creative choice that like works in a movie or something. But in what did you say? This oh, nothing format, here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in this format, it was a bit jarring. Yeah, I really gotta agree with Sean on the Stop transformation here. With me. I really look. It's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. I'm so grossed out. I sort of blow chunks. Right out his nose. Um, Don't tempt me, I'll I, do I, it. I feel like it, this is a breath of fresh air for a Hulk series. And what, you mean I being really good? loved the Al Ewing. No, I, honestly, yes. It's not often that you get a good Hulk series. Al Ewing series was fantastic. I, I'm a confused by the ending, but I still loved it. Donny Cates' run was not good. Alright, Donny Cates. Like, I love Donny Cates as a writer and pretty much everything else that he's done, but it just was not good. Um, prior to Al Ewing's Hulk run, that was not good. It was, like, Mark Bagley and uh, Gary Dugan. And before... It's just... It's been consistently really hard to find good Hulk stories, so this is a fucking breath of fresh air, and it's nice to have people write the character and the setting in a way that is befitting Hulk. I think people have been really confused about what to do about it. They're just like, oh, he's a big, strong man. And finally, we have people who are like, no, he's a fucking monster. He's the, he's the monster of the Marvel Universe, and we should let him be that way. And I love the kind of almost Last of Us style, where he's like traveling with a young girl. I yes. like their dynamic. Absolutely. I think Charlie's an interesting character. I don't think that most people, when they introduce a character that is supposed to be relayed through the audience, is very well done it feels kind of, it feel weak um kind of like the guy from hellboy the movie you're like yeah i get why he's here it's he's fine but i could do without him wouldn't really change anything for me which is what they did uh, in the sequel charlie is interesting here yeah they just got rid of him they're just like eh, fuck that he's guy. in an hour ticket now <laughs> we got him restationed he's been rehomed <laughs> um so I guess my issue is I'm torn because I feel like I wasn't overwhelmed or blown away by this issue, but I still really enjoyed it. So I'm like, okay, well, what score do I give it? There's a lot of things that I really enjoyed about it. I'm really enjoying the series still. I, I'm, I wasn't really a big fan of the Trevor Foreman stuff, but I'm glad that we're back on this. Uh, I still now. liked the Trevor Foreman stuff more than I know you guys didn't, but I did. It is what it is. Like it was really oh, it's subjective. Fine, but I just, no, it's there's either a right or wrong. That's what we've learned here on this podcast. Um, I I don't know what score to give it. To be honest with you, give it an eight two five or an eight point five, and we can move on. Yeah, I'll probably yeah, just an eight point two five. Eight point five. Mm-hmm. It's right in that range. <clears throat> oh, eight point three. No, that's illegal. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, fine. Eight point five. God. Honestly, I'm gonna give it an eight point five because of the tweet that you shared from Johnson. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Pick of the week? Wonder Woman. Really? That backup was fantastic. That's... God, I want to reach to the screen and slap you. The whole issue was good, but that was fantastic. And it's part of the issue written by the issue writer. Hmm. Is it, it's it's got to be by somebody named Tom this week. Somebody named Tom. Tom King or Tom I Taylor? feel like I want to say my pick is probably going to be Beast World. Yeah, I was going to say that. Well, I'm so sorry. It's new, it's it fresh, felt- it's a number one. It's not even just that. It's it's that Tom Taylor has been surprising me with this Teen Titans run. Or excuse me. Yeah. I really, I really love it. Feels like what when I first was getting into comics, what I was falling in love with when it came to comic books. Yeah. I, I mean, also love how I, it's not written as a Justice League book. God, seriously, it's so well. Like these are real people this just is, living their yeah. life. This is what a crossover yes. big event should look like. Um, yeah, we already know these characters. You don't have to spend a second being like, and this is Shazam. And now let's get into we, it. Yeah. Just like, Me and there. Tyler know we these know characters. Them. You don't. Yeah. This, I mean, if, if just, more yeah. DC comics were <laughs> written like this, I'd probably be buying a lot more. Which reminds me, Sean, are you reading the Mark White Shazam? I need to catch up. Okay. I um, was reading it and then Night Terrors happened and then there's like a handful of series I just haven't gone back to. Yeah, that's fair. And it's through no fault. Like the first couple of issues were really, really good and I love everything Mark Wade's doing. Night Terrors just derailed a lot of stuff for me. Oh my god, Batman Superman World's Finest. So good. What the fuck? God damn, like I God. I I didn't know how much I wanted that in my life until I read that fucking issue. <laughs> that was I'm changing my vote to that as best issue. No, of the week. you can't. Come on. Uh, actually, I'll allow it because I don't think a fucking voting is comic because of the back of the story is valid. In <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised that Josh isn't on this one because I feel like you can just hop into this. I mean, you're a fan of uh, Kingdom Come and Dan Jurgens. Yes, and Dan Jurgens. Yeah. I'm just saying, if there was a point for you to be like, okay, I need to read this, this is it. What issue is it? 21. Uh, issue 16? Yeah, 21. 21. Wow. On the fifth arc. Jump in on the fifth arc, guys. I feel like I've missed the bus. No, you need to at least read the second arc. Mm-hmm. I'll put it on the list. When I tell you that it is... S tier, I mean it is S tier. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I believe you. And plus, we've talked about it enough that you know what's going on. Yeah, come on. Yep. Okie dokie. Um. Okay. Well, uh, I guess that it's time for Sean to uh, do his thing. We have a very nice week coming up. Not a lot of stuff to read, Thank which God. makes a change. We, can catch we have up. Batman one hundred and forty. Which might be my last issue of Batman. Mm. We shall see. Yeah, same. Clayton Cowles, the letterer, 
looks like Josh mixed with Justin Roiland. Oh boy. I'm just going to share this. Okay. Now I don't have to Google it. That's that's not flattering at all. <laughs> it's the hair, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Tyler, look at the picture. I'm trying. Won't open. Hang on. Open. Open. Open sesame. It thinks that it's a... It won't... I don't know why it won't open. Pull it up on your phone. Open. How about this? Oh, there it is. Oh, gosh. Pat. <clears throat> they couldn't have chosen a less flattering photo of the guy. Yeah. This poor man. Maybe that was the best of a bad bunch. Pat. It's not... Okay, so Batman 140 is coming out. Yes, we have Transformers number three. If any of us are still reading that, I am. Uh, Shazam number six. So now might be the time to catch up because this is the end of the first You're arc. You're going to. You're going to. We'll see. We have. You're going. Beast World Waller Rising. And Beast World Metropolis. One issue a week. Oh, no. So many tie-ins. These are tie-ins. You don't need to read them. I'm not going to bother. Nah. Can't be bothered. I'll let um, Sean read them first, and then he can tell me if they're worthwhile. Oh, that's annoying. We have Batman, Santa Claus, Silent Night. And the cover for this is fantastic. And then you realise... It is Damora. God damn it, I knew it. And then you realise the interior artwork isn't Damora. Batman, Silent Night, but Superman is prominently He's front and center. Oh, I need the Zatanna sitting there on There are some great variant covers. Yeah. The Robin That's one. an art germ. That's got to be art germ. Keep going. Um, and Tyler has something he's very excited for. No, I'm not. <laughs> huh. Oh god, the cover is beautiful. It is. No, it's not. Tyler has The Amazing Spider-Man 39 Gang War Part 1. I hate you. Written by Zeb Wells and art by John Romita Jr. Josh, look how good this cover is. Oh, I can't wait. Give it to me. She-Hulk. Oh. She-Hulk. Oh. Oh. John Romita Jr. I can see it. Can you? I can tell. It's not too subtle for you. Yeah, no. <gasps> Tyler, look what Spider Woman's holding. I don't want to. What is it? Look what Spider Woman's holding. <laughs> <laughs> what is she holding? Hang on, I'm not there. It's not one, but two. Are you... There's two. <laughs> Are you using each one more explorer? beautiful than the last? <laughs> What the hell is that? A kosh. What the hell are those? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. 
You forgot what a kosh was? I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. I thought those were belts. I was so confused. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything else? Anything else? I wasn't expecting. That's pretty much it. It's a very light week. Have I missed anything? Sacrificers number five. Oh yeah, but I'm not reading that. Should. I didn't like issue one, and I'm not the biggest. I think this is the end of the arc. Three oh five issues in. What I think it was three. Because you stopped reading. Uh, is it tying into Dark Tower? The Dark Tower and the Bright Castle. The Princess and the Pauper. Mm-hmm. Pauper? Now, it, number, six, number six is the end of the story arc. Wait a minute, the Sentry's coming back? Why do they keep doing that? Written by Jason Liu. Oh, but this one... It's... There's a group of them. I don't... It's for Sentries. Is this Dark Horse? No, Jesus fucking... Marvel, Josh. Oh, that's it. That's who does the uh, um, King stuff. Uh, okay. Alright. No, the Dark Tower thing uh-huh. was the um, sacrifices. Oh, okay. There's a big the Dark Tower the on the cover, and then the first line of the solicit is the Dark Tower and the Bright Castle. Okay. I the thought you were talking about like an actual... Other Dark Tower series that they were going to be adapting. They've done that. No. Mike yeah, Flanagan's working on a TV series. At Amazon. Dusk issue number four is coming out, and I don't know what happened because I subscribed and I never got issues two and three, so I'm confused. Yeah. I swear it's been ages since the last issue of that came out. Feels like it. July, August, October, December. Hmm. That's weird. Alright. Uh, is there anything else? Not on my list. No. What's this new image number one? Ooh. Ooh. Our Bones Dust number one by Ben Stenbeck. A feral child, equal parts predator and prey, navigating nightmare landscape of brutality and blood. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. A four-issue miniseries by longtime Mike Mignola con- collaborator. Oh, you're not interested in Bloodrick. Bloodrick. Number one. Chronicles. What's his name? Bloodrick. The Bloodrick. Bloodrick. In parentheses. Like, you can't read this, you'll read this. Yes. Creepshow holiday special? Bloodrick is angry, confused, starving, unable to su- achieve success in his usual hunting ground. Dumps his way into unfamiliar woods in an attempt to feed his stomach and heal his ego. What he finds will lead him on a journey of madness, violence, fire, and brutal. This looks so sick. <laughs> I almost want to read it just because of how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's that. You know what it is, boys. It's uh, time to wrap show and on the dot we are on the top of the hour here so we can wrap it up in a nice little package and say thanks for checking us out thanks for sticking around and you can go to patreon.com 
slash cult comics to make your monthly contributions to be one of our blood boys, make your monthly contributions to keep us going, because let's be honest here, we don't work real jobs. Maybe Josh. Maybe he wants to continue be working uh, at the nuclear power plant uh, or whatever the fuck it is that you do out there. You should see what color uh, my dick is this week. It's it's glowing orange. It's hang orange. on, hang on. Butterfly in the sky. I can fly Tyson's high. Take a look at Josh's nook. His dick is rainbow. There, I did it. All right. It took me a second. I just needed a minute to process that. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, no, we don't want to work anymore. Just give us the fucking money already. We'll do this all yeah, the time. Bitch. I don't. I'm tired of working. Give me money. I'm tired of it. Give us the fucking money. I'm. So, I'm not tired of being nice. Give me your fucking money. Now. Please. You can also go to Instagram. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, to at join the cult of comics, which I've done absolutely nothing on, and I should probably start actually posting some things on there. Maybe I'll just give it to one of you boys to start uploading videos or content out there. Because let's be honest here, I'm not gonna do it. You can go to YouTube.com/slash/cultcomics in order to watch our videos, which are posted every single week with the dedication and hard work of these two boys. And of course, you can listen to us on Spotify. Thanks to Anchor.fm with Spotify for podcasters. Find us on all the podcast locations. Thanks to Spotify podcasters doesn't make any sense but okay now with all that you heard all of the things you read this week you heard our ratings and you heard our picks of the week that's the show now go home you're very special we love you now go home sayonara sayonara